What's going on, good people? Monday morning. Everybody getting the sleep out their eyes. People that's at work probably got up and probably at work already. But uh, what a weekend of sports. What a weekend of combat sports. Um, Showtime, the network. A little bit long-winded with what they wanted to do, especially trying to compete with uh, UFC 253, having six boxing matches um, in the latter part of the evening where you have fights to go to decision and stuff like that, but you have six fights to where the main event probably start time was around 1.30 almost, a.m. And that's not how you do it. UFC 253 was a success. That ran <clears throat> that ran pretty smoothly as far as the UFC pay-per-view, which I didn't feel the need I didn't I didn't feel the showtime needed to try to compete with that at all. Um the Miami Heat are going to the NBA Finals against the Los Angeles Lakers. The Boston Celtics tried, put on a valiant effort in game six. Just couldn't, just couldn't stop the heat down the stretch. It just got, it got ugly as it, as it went on in the fourth quarter. And, you know, we got Jimmy Butler going to a team to where he has a chance to really lead and have a young crew with a wonderful coach in front office and for a lot of people that probably was like watch out for the heat or the heat are scary watch out for the heat the heat are scary nobody probably thought that they could make it to the fight they just said sort of oh man the heat are scary or the or oh man you know saying look i don't know man tyler hero or oh look at bam or people were saying duncan robinson the equal dollar edition, even during that time, people was like, oh, oh, look at the heat. People like me were saying, I don't know, Boston. I really wouldn't have Toronto with losing Kawhi Leonard. Pascal Siakam didn't live up to his uh, expectation in the playoffs. Greek Freak was a favorite. That team never can get it right when it gets down to the nitty gritty. But that's team in South Beach with no Dwayne Wade, no LeBron James, no Chris Bosh. Finds a new identity with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and a number of guys. Drogic, Hero, like I said, Duncan Robinson comes in. I mean, Jay Crowder. So many pieces that comes together that makes this team a raunchy, three-point shooting, tough bunch, man. So congratulations to the Miami Heat. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers for finishing their job against the Denver Nuggets. Anthony Davis and Bam out of Bayou finishes their games and they're from Kentucky and then they leave a big exclamation mark on a collision course to which to believe to say, can Bam guard? 
Anthony Davis? Can he be somewhat effective on the offensive end against Anthony Davis? Those answers are going. To, those questions are going to be answered. Game one. I'm pretty sure with the ankle injuries that LeBron James and Anthony Davis have, and people got little knickknack injuries, that that Celtics Heat series would have went seven games. But hey, that's what it is. Be ready. Later on in the week, we're going to talk more about that series and how it's going to go down. You got to feel bad for Jason Tatum and a bunch of uh, Boston. So some people just didn't have it last night. Gordon Hayward didn't have it. Um, Kimball Walker had the, had the long ball going. Campbell Walker had the long ball going in, in, in some in some spots to where you felt like the Boston Celtics were going to try to ease on here with the win. With the win, they had the lead in the third quarter. Dumb possessions, bad shots, and like I said, easy missed layups. Gordon Hayward put and then bad turnovers put. Miami back in the lead, and they never gave it back up. Looking back on the film, I'm sure Jason Tatum is going to understand that, you know, there's there's times to, to take those deep threes, and then there's times to just get in the bucket and get nasty and stop the clock, get a foul. You know, drive in, make the pass like you did once. Yeah. 11 assists. I'm not saying that he wasn't contributing the ball. I'm saying in the in the trenches, like especially in the in the fourth quarter, there were times where he could have kicked it, where he opted for a shot. What was working throughout the game, keep it going. It can it can build a run, it can build momentum, get other people involved. Didn't get nothing from Mr. Uh, Marcus Smart as far as the free throw line. He was on the free throw line. Game three, zero free throws. Just wanted to shoot. Shot 13 threes. Tatum, 10 threes. Went three for 10. Three for 10 for Kimball Walker. All these threes and not enough makes. In the second half of the game, that was the story. Just keep shooting, keep missing, and let Miami take the lead and win the ball game. It was simple as that. But the big-time player of the day was Bam Adebayo, who decided, especially in the fourth quarter, decided, Tice can't handle me. I don't know if Spolster told him that. I don't know if... If, if it's just Jimmy Butler walks up to him, it's like, look, man, take it to him. <laughs> he can't do nothing with you because he made a conscious effort on probably about five straight possessions, five, to take it right at Tice. Tice had four fouls. He ended up fouling out 
on those five possessions. 32.14 rebounds, five assists. The passes, you know, understanding. Here comes the double team where I'm, you know, losing myself. Let's look around. Jimmy Butler cut smartly. Bam. Right there. Those are the type of plays you make to close out games. You have a lead. And you have a team trying to fight back. But you find a mismatch and you say, hey, I'm going to take it to him with a poster dunk by Bam out of Bayou on Tice. 22 points, 8 assists for Jimmy Butler. 19 shots. More of what I was talking about. Getting to the line. Shot 85% there. Speaking of getting to the line, Bam out of Bayou, 90% of his free throws. Only missed one free throw. And Goran Dragic is there for the crafty, you know what I'm saying, veteran point guard plays is going to keep them alive. He doesn't blow the stat sheet out of the water, but he is a veteran that you need, just like Iguodala, who decided to give you 15 points on four for four for three. He didn't miss a shot other than a free throw. And essentially, they're running a seven-man rotation. I mean, Solomon Hill got five minutes, but they're running a seven-man rotation. And they're just, and they're loving it. Seven assists for Tyler Arrow, 19 points, five rebounds. Duncan Robinson got his shot going. He had 15 points. The Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers, man. It's going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what moves and things are going to be made with the Boston Celtics after taking this L. What's going to be happening? Are they going to roll with the same bunch? It's Gordon Hayward looking. That, that mislayup was bad. I mean, you can at least dunk it. I mean, you're getting paid. Jesus. What, 20 mil? I think that was I think that 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 deserves a dunk. You know Marcus Smart staying, you know Jason Tatum staying, you know Jalen Brown is staying. Jalen Brown got lucky with a little injury, hoping it ain't too bad. But that that was a scary moment coming down on that dunk. That could have been an ACL scare, but he finished the game. Rondo's done that before. He finished the game, went overtime, finished the game, and tore ACL. So, but he didn't look. It didn't look as bad as what it could have been. But in fast motion, that looked pretty scary. So they're off season. They're gonna have to get some things together. Enos Kanter got a surprise seven minutes. He wasn't even playing throughout the whole playoffs. So I mean, just they just got to a point to where. Where people are saying Boston's just got too much talent. I think Miami might have had the better talent. Other than say the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But then you got Bam, you got Tyler, you got Jimmy. I mean, Goran Dragic was more effective almost than Kimball Walker in this 
in this in this series, in this playoffs. I mean, minus is Kimball Walker's head in this playoffs? A lot. And then, you know, people's going to come with excuses saying, well, he was hurt before the playoffs. He wasn't all the way right, man. I, you signed up to play this game. You play it hurt or not hurt. You play it not hurt, you get, you know what I'm saying, you get criticized. He was able to go out there and hit the step backs and do the cardiac Kimba step back jumper and all that stuff like that. So he was out there. Those minuses are real. Eric Sposter, man, started out a video. He broke down video. That's all he did. For the Miami Heat. Broke down video. Played at Portland University. Breaking down film for old Pat Riley. And the next thing you know, LeBron James and company comes and he's the head coach of the Miami Heat. And they managed to win two titles. And people are like, oh, they had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Posh. You, you know, you put anybody there. But when they left, Bosch couldn't play. Dwayne Wade leaves and comes back or whatever. Just not the same Dwayne Wade, but you have the pieces that he had, and they always were competitive. You wonder, like, how the heat, the heat, man, oh my God, they were struggling. The next thing you know, they peeled off, like, what, it was a big win streak, so like, a few years ago. You know, like, how? Look who they got. But look who they got on the sideline. Eric Spostra. You give them the right pieces, and then you end up in the final. The right pieces is like, hey, you got a guy that's like a, the, the, the same build as a LeBron James that can, you know, not be LeBron James. Don't get me wrong here, but can be competent in dribbling, passing, and scoring. That is young, running up and down the floor. They can block shots and rebound. Then you got Jimmy Butler, veteran, still young, who can... Take on the responsibility of leading a team with scoring, passing, defense, making players accountable. Jay Crowder, a teammate of his at Marquette. They've had years there, and now look at what they're continuing there with the continuity they have. He does what he does. Goran Dragic does what he does. Pass, knock down open shots, be in that corner. Be crafty under the rim. You ain't never seen the many layups he can make with that left hand. Just being under the rim with big 6'10", 6'11", guys. He's sitting there like, nope, up and under. Whoop, whoop. Goran Dragic, man. Then you got Tyler Harrow coming from Kentucky. People don't know what, no, who is this kid? Now he's all over social media. Now he got his girlfriend on there. They say, oh, it's that Kuzma's ex-chick and all that stuff like that. Now, Tyler Harrow can't even get off the computer screen. He's on TV. He's this and that. Don't let it go to your head. Go out there and blow a finals. Shooting too much or anything. But he's the guy right now. 
taking Marcus Smart left-handed to the rim with a... I mean, I'm sitting there like, he's not going to finish left. On Marcus Smart. When they say Marcus Smart is the real defensive player, I mean, look at He's been in all team defense. He's been, you know, named as something to be closer to a defense player of the year. People be like, man, Patrick Beverly can't lock up like Marcus Smart. But look with Tyler Hero. Him and Duncan Robinson are doing some good things. Now, Duncan Robinson, now, I will say he struggled during this during his conference final. Kind of struggled pretty much with the playoffs, but still getting minutes. That shot can start falling any time it did last night. Hit five or seven. Like I said, big ups to Miami Heat, man. They're going to the finals against LeBron James. LeBron James, after winning the Western Conference Finals, just sat down with serious intent because he's showing the young players on that team just like Howard or Rondo are showing the young players, it ain't over yet. It's not over yet. They're still, the big goal is at hand. A lot of people is to their first finals. But chill out. And I'm pretty sure with over there in that Miami locker room, they have the same understanding. Because their exposure has been there. And I'm sure Equidala has laid the message as well. Gotta love the NBA. People want to say, is this going to be an ostrich? Is this, is, does this mean, you know, that, you know, the, the, the NBA championship is not as uh, important or and all that good stuff? I mean, I say when you have grown men on a, on a court knowing that what's at stake, I don't give a damn if people are there or if you got to travel. Pressure burst pipes. And we've seen it from a lot of different players throughout this playoffs to prove that, yeah, people, I love the, the sound of the crowd. Love when people say, oh, you know, we're on that, on that, uh, gotta, gotta go on that business trip, going to the other team's home to try to finish off a series and all that stuff like that. But there's still moments in this playoffs where you see that pressure burst pipes. Without all of that, as still. Gordon Hayward showed you that last night. Greek Freak showed you that in the semis. Middleton showed you that. The Clippers showed you that. Paul George being the ringleader. Can't really blame too much of Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, uh, 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 Paul George being the, the, the main choke artist, but I would say Kawhi in that last game, goodness gracious, he couldn't hit he couldn't hit nothing. Couldn't hit the side of a barn. So I, I do believe that this 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 NBA championship 
different than this World Series that you have a short season. This still was a full season here. Full season, start back up, finish the regular season off, get the playoffs in there in a bubble to where these guys are going to play, you know what I'm saying, uh, blood and guts basketball. I'm just glad we ain't seen no big catastrophic injuries like uh, Clay Thompson and, and things, you know, like Chris Polish and stuff, man. We've seen, you know, guys been able to, you know, pop back up and be like, okay, you know, we have some guys going to be out and stuff like that. But uh, Greek Freak being the one where you play, oh, shit. But they were defeated. He seemed like he was looking for an out. Man, didn't he want to shoot a jumper? I would say if you're a leader of the team, you try everything, man. Hell, Barkley was shooting and everything. If his team was down to really bring him back, and he's done it, he'd done it. So Greek Freak gonna have some. He got a lot of to prove next season, especially wanting to stay in Milwaukee and you know trying to build there, trying to get another star there, trying to inquire to get Chris Paul. You know names are being thrown around and stuff like that. So I mean, he's got a lot of work to do. And I, if he was going to start to work now, bring Eric Bledsoe with you. If y'all gonna keep his ass on the team, because I don't know what. That is one Kentucky player that's not meeting up to his end of the bargain. Now we're going to talk about some NFL action. Now we got Fed out the way. And all I can say is, is Carson Wentz. Um. In the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, they didn't lose exactly. But you tied. You, you're already over to. People are sitting there calling for Wentz's head. They're talking about Peterson. Injuries. It's Philly. You know they're getting booed. By their own folks. And they go 23 to 23 against the Cincinnati Bengals with Carson Wentz leaving it all out in the field, trying to make a a comeback. Forces OT. Makes a hell of a pass to Ertz. Sets up a, a field goal that's it's it's only you know what I'm saying it's manageable to the to the to 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 a leg god, but at least it's going to be a field goal attempt, and then they screw it up with a penalty. I mean, you couldn't ask for more incompetence on the Philadelphia side than that right there, man. Here, Cincinnati can't even finish the game. Y'all come back and have them. T. Higgins drops a beauty from Joe Burrow. Like I said, Philly had the game right there. Couldn't pull it out. But like I said, Carson Wentz didn't look as god awful. That's what has been show has been has been displayed in the first two weeks. Joe Burrow is starting to get his feet wet. 
312. Just a lot of dinking and dunking. But at this time, we got the ball down the field some. Like I said, T. Higgins should have caught that one. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Sacked eight times. This is the part that he has to understand that his offensive line is horrible. And he's going to get touched a lot, especially when you got uh, some good players, you know what I'm saying, coming to kill you that Philly may have. I think Fletcher Cox played yesterday. He has to he has to understand that the hits are coming. Carson wins twenty nine of forty seven, two twenty five, two interceptions and a touchdown. He was sacked three times. Like I said, he was running for his life. He even scrambled and made a helpful play though. Uh the force overtime. So he I wanna say he showed up to play. He showed up to play, man. He had nine carries and sixty five yards, it's just the interceptions. But the, the receiver core is definitely, definitely compromised. I mean, they don't have nobody that they're throwing it to. I think uh, even uh, Rager is hurt. He's not even, you know, he can't even give a contribute right there. So they're shot. You know, they're throwing it to a former quarterback in Ward, which was all great last year. But is that really a number one guy? No. You got Ertz. You don't got Goddard. I don't think Goddard was playing either. Bad situation for Philly. Even worse situation for the Atlanta Falcons, who was up again, playing against the 2-0 and Bears. Up big again, looking good, Matt Ryan. No Julio Jones. They're still missing people. Ty Gurley looking like a shell of himself. You're only going to get a good Ty Gurley, I will probably say, every so often. And yesterday was one of the games where he was going to look decent. 14 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Next week, who knows what type of Todd Gurley you're going to get. But we know what type of Atlanta Falcons we're going to get. I mean, I don't know if they're just, you know, showing some good skill. and just saying, okay, y'all going to have a game. We're trying to get a top pick. Like, what are they doing? Like, once again, they're up. And winning the game was 26-10. to 10. This ball game is over. Mr. Trubisky meets the end of the bench, and then comes Nick Foles, and then here comes the Chicago Bears. Nick Foles, who I thought was going to get a try way earlier than he did, but the Bears were winning, thanks to the defense. You know, Mitchell might have extended a couple plays, but thanks to the defense. Just like yesterday, thanks to the defense, they were able to get back in this game. And Nick Foles was able to come in a quarterback and lead. So all he had to do was just lead. 10 catches, 123 yards for Allen Robinson and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham, 6 catches, 60 yards, 2 touchdowns. Anthony Miller with the big touchdown grab. 2 catches for 41 yards. 
So now the Bears are cooking with hot grease with Nick Foles. And they're 3-0. and Just things looked a little bit more established with him a quarterback. When like that he, you know, had a, just a way better stat line. They almost had pretty much damn near the same. But it's just how he won the game and the control and and just having the ability to complete passes when you need it to be. Because when you need Mitch Trubisky to complete passes to to, to, to come back to win a game, you're not gonna get that. Now to have a lead Rely on defense, running the football, him run a little bit. Yeah, you might get that that good outcome. But come back from 10 to 26, you need Nick Foles. Big time win right there for the Bears. And for them to stay undefeated in NFC North when you got Green Bay looking just unstoppable. Because New Orleans had them. They just couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers. Alvin Kamara, oh my goodness. Now, lazy tackling on the Green Bay, but you can't say, and that's the thing, you can't sit there and say, oh, the Packers weren't trying to tackle. Hell, the, the man was running with an angle and trying to knock Alvin Kamara out of bounds, I mean, with a real legitimate shot, and Alvin Kamara barely moved. Just kept running. Then he slowed down the jog. Surveyed. Okay, cut up. Boop. Touchdown. What a play. And that was all on a, just a busted play to where Drew Brees was looking like a deer in the headlights. Said, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then looked over. Oh, Alvin. Alvin! Because Drew Brees is not getting that ball out there taking plays down the field. He's not... Trusting the velocity that people have been talking about, which I talked about in the last show with Notorious Gooch and Jonathan Blooms is the guest on my show. Defense is staying out there too long, and Aaron Rodgers just 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 went to work. Aaron Jones. People was like, is this guy for real? Is Aaron Jones for real? Aaron Jones is for real. Uh, total yards is is that guy's game. And, you know, we sit there and talk about Alvin Kamara. They're not the same player, but Jesus, man, as far as being electric, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you need. Now, Alvin Kamara, I feel, got more balance. He can, he can kind of he can stay steady and breaking tackles, but... Aaron Jones, once he get open field, man, you're not catching that guy. His feet moves. That's a special talent right there to get carries, and he can catch the ball and make plays. Alan Lazard showed up last night. Six catches, 146 yards, a big one in the third quarter. Aaron Rodgers, like I said, man, he, he might not be trying to be running for touchdowns, but he, he's going to find an a, a alley to run a little bit. Got a little 13-yard run. But the arm definitely fell off. People are going to say, is he losing? No, 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 no. no. Mercedes Lewis makes a hell of a play too, man. I mean, catch the ball untouched. Gets right back up to, to reach in for the pylon. People can argue all they want. 
if you're not touched catching the football and you go down, I don't give a damn. You can get up and make a play. If the play's not dead, it's not college football. If you make a catch and you go down being untouched, you can get your ass back up and go in that end zone. And that's what he did. Smart, heady play. Tyreek Hill did it. Caught the ball, untouched, roll, end zone, touchdown. To all the people want to be like, he was down. No, he was not touched. Good play by the Green Bay Packers. On that one, that defense, man, Kirksey is a beast. You know, Adrian Amos, like those guys, man. And Kiki was after the sacks. And, you know, Drew Brees really doesn't play well when he's getting sacked. He's just sometimes he's just not going to throw interceptions. A lot he's not going to throw interceptions. But nonetheless, you're going to get him, you know what I'm saying, uh, to where you want him as far as being uh I say rattle would be a wrong word, but, you know, where you want them as far as being pressure up the middle, making them try to get rid of the ball quick. Sometimes those balls are going to come out uh, a little low or inaccurate. That's the way you get three and outs against Drew Brees. It's been shown time and time again. Cam Newton. Cam Newton is really starting to get in a rhythm. 17 to 28, 162 to touchdown interception. He had an interception against the Seahawks. It was going to happen. I feel that with when he's got to work with, those, those, might, those plays might happen. Might need to cut them down because you don't want to, to develop that the habit to where it might turn into a two interception game, three interception game, and those could turn into losses real quick. Derek Carr, efficient as ever, 24-32, 261, two touchdowns, no interception. Difference in that game is that Cam Newton got more things done by handing the rock off to people like Sony Michelle to get him a good field position to make more plays to get more points. This game was not a, you know, where New England is just saying they're flat out better because Raiders are looking real good. It's just that certain possessions, you got to be able to sustain a drive and to finish a drive. You got to score them. Those those bad three and outs where you give up the ball and then you're like, damn, they scored again. Got to get first downs. I don't give a damn how efficient you are and those dunking, dinking dunks and you hitting this player, you know what I'm saying? Hunter Winfrey got six catches. He got a touchdown, but it's just six catches for 84 yards. You know what I'm saying? What did you really, what did you really do out there? Did you really put this team in, in scoring position a lot? You know, Nelson Aguilar, two catches. Darren Waller, who had a big, big week, only had two catches. So good job to Bill Belichick in that defense. Gilmore and all those players out there that just that you know they had a lot of players opt out. But Bill Belichick is gonna put you in position to take away what they do good. Darren Waller was one. Give him the short stuff, and we're gonna take away Josh Jacobs. 
And then we're going to leave it to Cam Newton offense to make the necessary plays to put up 36 points and get the job done. That's Bill Belichick right there. Come with a totally different game plan next week. Guarantee it. Buffalo Rams. Drama in that game. But Buffalo's down. I mean, uh, Buffalo's up big. Uh, Josh Allen sitting there just looking like, you're like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jared Goff playing good. You're like, like okay, like what's what's developing here? Then the Rams slowly start to come back. Robert Woods starts making plays. Aaron Donald puts his imprint on the game. Next thing you know, the Rams are up. Aaron Donald with back-to-back possessions, strip, fumble, recovery, sack, fumble, recovery, and the Rams capitalize on both of those. 28 to 32. Josh Allen. Looking like, I don't want to go back out there. And look at number 99. But I remember it was a it was a camera shot. I'm watching the end of that game. There was a camera shot of Josh Allen on the sideline with his helmet on about to go back out there. And I swear to God, man, he looked like he just told himself. Because he did a deep breath. <laughs> Went out there and won that football game. But I'm just saying, the way he was looking, man, he was looking like, man, I got to go out there and look at Aaron Donald, man. But it looked like he was like, man, fuck that. <laughs> Let's get it. And he went out there and put on a damn good drive. A damn good drive, man. Stefan Diggs being added to that team. Big time, big time help. Because, I, like I said, uh, during my last episode, Josh Allen showed that he can lead without a top number one receiver. He gets one, and then you can, you know what I'm saying, look at games like this where you might to lose it a little bit, doing this with this, whatever, because he was running. I mean, he was stiff-arming. He's looking like a tight end out there playing quarterback. But it got a little bit too loosey-goosey, and they turned the ball over and won scoring points. And the Rams said, well, well we're going to turn it on. But Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, that could be something big right there. 3-0, and Buffalo. What a drive. What a drive, I'll tell you that. Jared Goff, like I said, 23-32, two touchdowns, interception. Not a horrible game, but you got to finish. And I don't know what happened. You know, when you when you have a defensive player impact your team like that, how do you lose a game when you come all the way back, take the lead? You got you to gotta hold tight on that. Aaron Donald going to the locker room like, shit. How? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we was losing, but we came back, took the lead. We got to we gotta finish pressing your foot down on our throat. If you look at the 15-7 score in the fourth quarter, you're like, how, man? 
Gotta hold him that one bit, man. Y'all was y'all was doing it. Shut him out. Same thing with Minnesota. You got a team that's that's a contending team on the ropes. You haven't won a game. This is your time to prove yourself in the early uh, early orders in the season. You're up big. Dalvin Cook's doing good. Justin Jefferson, welcome to the NFL. Five catches in the first half. A big touchdown play for Kirk Cousins. Knows how to screw it up. Ryan Tannehill didn't have a good game at all. But Kirk Cousins just knows how to give it up, man. Bottom line. Bottom line, man. Two interceptions. Costly interception. And Steven Kostowski says, Y'all thought that I was done, but I'm not. Six for six for field goal. Didn't miss an extra point. And hits the game winning. Field goal to win the game 31 to 30. Ryan Tannehill can walk away with that one and go, Woo! Even Derrick Henry. Good win for Tennessee on that one. Cleveland. Going against the Washington football team. They went 34-20. I'm looking at Washington football team as a team to where you can get a nice practice, a good test from a defense that's going to test you and they're going to give the ball back to Dwayne Haskins to give it right back to you. I mean, that's the way I look at it. When you're playing against the Washington football team, the Eagles pretty much had a practice game setting, but they blew it because that defense going to bring a more of a challenge for you to, you know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like a, it's like a training. It's like, okay, just, we're going to give the ball back to you to do what you can do. You just got to be able to do it against this defense. The more times that that Washington defense has to go out there because of Dwayne Haskins and Fish, <laughs> just bad play. They're going to get tired and the game is going to become more easier for that offense. And then next thing you know, injuries are going to start happening. But Dwayne Haskins got to get it together. He has a, a stretch where it's like a, in a quarter to where he can look really good where people are like, okay, now. All right, now. But it's like, no, not yet. Or is it a no, period? We don't know yet. We just don't know. That's a mystery with, with Dwayne Haskins, what he's going to be. But we know that, you know, Baker Mayfield needs games like this to get his confidence back because, you know, his rookie year, man, my God. And then last year, it's like, whoa, what happened to that Baker guy? He needs games like this to get on on track. No picks, 16-23. They're a running football team, so we're not going to see that 400 yards. Yeah, they got Beckham, they got Landry, but that's not how they should go about it. They had 200 yards rushing in a win against Bengals. They have over 100 yards rushing today, I mean yesterday, against the Washington football team. I mean, you got... You got... You got... I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy. I don't see why they didn't see this this strategy being 
something big for them last year because I think Cleveland could have been a real good team last year. Especially with Ben Roethlisberger being out and having to deal with Duck Hodges and, and uh, uh, what's that guy's name? They got hit with the helmet. <laughs> I don't even want to say his name. Him and James Washington, the wide receiver from Oklahoma State, they have not been as advertised. Mason Rudolph, that's his name. Mason Rudolph. But yeah, Cleveland going to have to give that ball to Chubb, going to have to give that ball to Cream Hood. And I know, you know, Odell probably like, sheesh, but I mean, being a competitor like him, he can't be too, too, you know what I'm saying? Uh, upset. You got to win at this point because whenever you do make plays, then they're going to be like, okay. And then, you know, where I look at football is how defenses set their game plans. Just like with Tampa Bay won their Super Bowl, we had Keyshawn Johnson. There's certain games where he's going to have those big, those big games. But we had Michael Pittman. You know, we had Mike Allstock. You had a game manager type field. And I think Baker Mayfield needs to be more of that with hitting guys is just going to be open, which he's been doing. He's not been trying to force it to Odell and Jarvis. It's making defenses, you know, saying respect him differently. And you got to run the football when you have that type of talent in the backfield. You can definitely win games. But Miles Garrett, being how he's been, and he is unstoppable. I think they were saying his his uh, sacks up to this point in his career is up there with Reggie White, Gastineau. I mean, like, come on, that's 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 great company right there. Great company. You know, last year he was you know he was supposed to be this goon that just swings helmets. Think that that got blown way out of proportion, but you don't swing a helmet at, in a football game. I think that was something where people was like, "Oh, God, this is what we're doing now." Unbelievable. Philip Rivers can finally look like a good quarterback playing against the Jets. I didn't. I, I was like, man, I don't. I don't know about this whole Philip Rivers project. We play against the Jets. And what they got going on, you can stand out pretty good. 17 to 21, 217 and a touchdown. Got in the red zone a lot. Sam Darnold, you know what I'm saying? Not as impressive, but made some impressive plays. Just showing some type of promise. I think the team was just so blown up. You got you give a 15 carries to Frank Gore. I mean, that's a Miami Hurricane alum. I'm not trying to disrespect the man, but uh, he got an AAP card. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, LaMichael P. Ryan ain't getting enough carry. Kalen Bellage. I mean, they're all younger. It should be getting carries. Braxton Berrios making plays. But this team is just just bad. Le'Veon Bell's not playing. Just bad. You know, they lose Jamal Adams. Um, Quinlan Williams is not being what you would want. Yet, just yet. But the defense, I think 
He's a special kid, young, but the defense is not built for him to stand out to be like, oh, he can't Aaron Donald this thing. You need you need other guys. You know, Marcus May's doing well. But Phillip Rivers, man, high efficiency, got things done. And um Mo, uh, Mo Alley Cox with a good with a good catch down at the red zone. But like I said, they just keep it simple. They didn't have to do a whole lot. Just beat the Jets. Just beat the Jets is all you got to do in this situation. Which is very simple these days. I don't see the Jets. Do the Jets are the Jets going to win a game? Jeez. San Francisco, 10 starters out. They're at, a, they're at a place where they're just like how you play in the Jets. If you're going to New York, you're playing the Giants. They got players out, and they're just bad. Just bad. Daniel Jones is quicker than I thought I would. I can't say that. Daniel Jones can move. But they're just not good, man. They're just not good. They're not good. Not good. Not a good football team. Uh, big thing about them is that Golden Tate, is it for them as far as their top receiver? Like if you name, you know, Evan Ingram is somebody you can you can mention the tight end, but if he was on a contending team, good lord have mercy. Evan Ingram's good. Deion Lewis can be good on a contending team. This is a team to where you got pieces that can be really good but no standout stars. And they're you know, Odell Beckham's gone and Saquon Barkley's got a torn ACL. So you don't got nobody when they're off his end they can really make an explosion. Go, go, you know, Golden Tate can't do that like that. And there's nobody on defense that can really just give the ball back to Daniel Jones. I mean, it's growing, but it's just not, not, not there yet. Just not there yet. Now, Nick Mullins. Now that's a, now that's a good kid right there. I mean, now Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo um, steps out with an injury. Like I said, they're missing 10 starters. Nick Mullins comes in 25-36, and a touchdown, no interceptions. I call him young Brett Favre. I call, we call him that ever since he got his first start. He looked good two years ago. Um, Jimmy got hurt last year. I think he got a couple snaps. Might have been at the end of the season or something like that. But Nick Mullins, I feel, can make some money in this league if he has to go elsewhere. But he can sling the ball. Jordan Reed, get him out of there. Get that man out of there. But, nah, good solid game for the 49ers. Kendrick Bourne had four catches. Uh, Jeffrey uh, Wilson. Out of the backfield, got three catches and a touchdown. And Ayuk was making some big plays. Don't really hear from these guys when you have Debo Samuel and where you had Emmanuel Sanders. Now he's playing for the for the Saints, but it's different. I mean, you're not hearing Kittle, Debo, 
And Marquise Goodwin, who I think opted out. So they're in, they're in, they they need some help. And I, like I said, Sanu, they went out and got them. Man, I tell you, good luck with that. New England can tell you about that. I, I sit there and said at the time when Allen Robinson was upset, but now he might be good now. Ten catches, got Nick Foles. But Allen Robinson was one out of there. 49ers already jugged him once. Just saying. I'm just saying. Daniel Jones, 17-32 in the interception, two sacks. Like I said, man, he, he, he looks good in spurts. He's, he's quicker than what people would think when he takes off. He's, a, he's not a small, you know what I'm saying, quarterback. Speaking of small quarterbacks, Kyler Murray meets the L column. This time, the Arizona Cardinals they play against Detroit. And Detroit walks away with a victory. Now, Detroit... Interesting. Yeah, they could be two and two right now if Swift makes a catch. Really could be two and you know, saying three and zero to be real. But it's just it's it's real interesting that that Matt Stafford twenty two and thirty one two seventy two touchdowns. Adrian Peterson still climbing up the rankings on the uh, career rushing with 22 rushes, 75 yards. What a play he made with a spin move. He looked like old Adrian Peterson. What he used to do to Detroit, he was doing for Detroit. But Kyler Murray, like I said, met a defensive game plan that was going to have him throw three interceptions. Jeffrey Okuda gets his first interception of his young NFL career. A nice play he made there. But another nice play that I can talk about is Kyler Murray's juke at the goal line. That was just out of this world. I mean, it was no it was nowhere he can go. It was like a busted, you know, quarterback power play. But he's one on one and he puts on a move and the feet just just moves like Sonic the Hedgehog. And he gets in the end zone. It was like it was like that. It was like juke, bow, gone. It's like how? Isabella was being a hot target other than DeAndre Hopkins for Kyler Murray. He got two touchdowns on the day. Like I said, it's just Kenny Galladay, man. He's a good kid. That's a good wide receiver. Tall, can get can get space, and he can hit the big play. That's all you want right there. Somebody's going to make the red zone plays. Somebody can get space and make plays, big plays downfield. And somebody's going to, you know what I'm saying, be there like a Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, same way. So they got a good team. Like I said, they could be 3-0 and easily. They could be 3-0. and They could be 3-0 and easy. Swift got to make a catch, and they got you know they now they're learning how to finish games, and a good way to come back and win that one right there against the Arizona Cardinals. Tampa Bay goes to Denver. 
like I said, not that game right there is not a game that you can sit there and say, well, Denver's going to give, you know, Tampa Bay all they got. They don't. They're just they're bad bad way. But just they should feel bad just with the injuries they got. Cortland Sutton, somebody they probably was couldn't wait to unleash this season. Terrence's ACL. They don't have lock. You know, the defense is pretty much intact, and they was losing guys there. But just think, when when you when you lose offensive firepower. And you got guys like Melvin Gordon who maybe not paying out the way you expect. The defense doesn't have a whole lot of fire underneath. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've seen that with real good defenses that might lose a lot on the offensive side that just doesn't have it. And you're like, man, what happened? Seattle's what's happened with them. You know, it's happened with uh, the 49ers. It's happened with teams that, you know, have real good defense where they're like, man, this is crazy injuries this is unbelievable and then you have teams that got injuries on both sides like Atlanta Falcons but Denver's in a bad way but Tampa and Tom Brady goes up there puts up 28 points to Denver's 10 some things still need to be fixed on the offensive line for, for uh, Tampa Bay 297 3 touchdowns for uh, Tom Brady on 25 completions on 38 attempts uh, Ronald Jones finally got some some um, some love in the run game. Still not over a hundred yards, but that's coming with one of those guys. Gronkowski has six catches for forty-eight yards. For the people that was wondering where Gronk was, O.J. Howard makes a hell of a catch, one-on-one, and Mike Evans gets two touchdowns. Ball game. Game's not much of a talking point there other than like I said some offensive line things need to get fixed on the Tampa Bay side Tom Brady was getting hit Bradley Chubb was running in there like I said that defense got some little fire in them but not a lot but tonight we got Pat Mahomes going to get Lamar Jackson that is going to be a football game right there we remember when Lamar Jackson showed off against the Rams when they were hot and that was a damn good game in a night game. So it seems like night games he's real good at because he beat the Patriots in a night game and showed out. Patrick Mahomes has showed out in night games with Monday night or Sunday night. So, I mean, like, you put these two on the field together in a night game, it's Monday night football? Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to talk about that tomorrow. And I'm going to go ahead and say my pick right now. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. I think Tyreek Hill is going to have a good game. Most of all, people who forgot about Clyde, Hilaire, I think he might have a good one. But J.K. Dobbins on the other side, he's been getting some more touches. He could be something. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mad I picked the winner already because I want to see a good game. And, you know, neither one of these is my team. But I'm going to go ahead and pick the Kansas City Chiefs on that one. I'm going to pick Kansas City. Maybe because I lost the, uh, let, lost somebody in Madden to the Ravens. Maybe that might be a contributor to that, but I ain't going to talk about that. But today's been my episode. And uh, like I said, uh, tomorrow we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the winner of Monday Night Football. I'm going to talk about what went down with uh, some college football action too. But, you know, like I said, big goes to um, the last style bender, Israel Adesanya on the win against Paolo Acosta. Big time fight that everybody was wanting to see. That went well. Like I said, Showtime, get it together because that was a shit show, which y'all did. See y'all tomorrow, good people. Sauce Talk.